What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your homeboy, Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc Ongar, reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody anywhere who is listening. And this is episode seven. I actually know what I'm going to title this episode. I'm going to call it Live from the Bathroom. I have shit to say. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while been away from y'all for quite some time, and um, I apologize, Um, I had some living to do, I did, I had some things I needed to get in order, and um, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to do so, Um, how y'all been, I miss y'all, that's real shit, I really do, I do. When I'm away from y'all for too long, I legit miss y'all. I really be thinking about, man, I wonder how they doing. If they out there winning and if they losing, do they need assistance? Do they need a hug? I want to put this out there. I'm an amazing hugger. I give great hugs. My hugs are legendary. Do you hear me? Legendary. Great hugs. Because, like, I hug with my whole being. I feel like if you're going to hug somebody, hug them. If not, don't. I don't bullshit a hug that's like that's like a little kid reaching up for a high five and you kind of like you give them like that little tap knowing good and damn well they'd rather smack your whole hand so if you gonna hug somebody hug them and if not don't um but yeah man a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks yeah um I'm a part of this really dope Facebook group, and we talk about everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. Like, some people talk about everything. Nah, homie, we talk about everything. I can't even spell that for you. That's how serious it is. We just talk about everything. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be looking to that group for a lot of the questions that I pull for Elsewhere Radio. Um, Not all of them, because some of them I feel are specific and sacred to the group. Um, but I do feel that there are some questions that are universal and that we can all touch on and, and talk on, um, even if we don't agree. Um, and I think that's cool. Um, shout out to Courtney Joseph. She created a very safe space for individuals to express themselves without judgment. Um, not without being put in your place, though. You can't come in with no woo-ha and not... Uh, expected to not be put all in check you feel me shout out to wild style my man's is in the building welcome to the nowhere yo wild style got a diss listen to me i've been an mc for almost 12 years and i ain't even been dissed wild style been out here just taking pictures and chilling and homie got like four five disses wild style got more disses about him than m or jay-z i got none what do i need to do who do i need to piss off run my fade are sensitive, sweet Jesus. Um, what Jay say? Sensitive thugs, you all need hugs. We're listening to a playlist that I found on uh, YouTube. Normally, I make a playlist for y'all, and I promise an episode seven playlist is coming. Just give me a day or two. Um, I'm listening to Calm Days on YouTube. 
the subscriber or the, the channel owner is the bootleg boy too. And this is like really high ass picture of Squidward, which I feel like I can relate to. Um, uh, it's called Calm Days. And um, I be needing one of those. Some of y'all know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an employee of a school, a charter school on the near east side of Indianapolis, Indiana. And man, I earned my check today. Sweet baby Jesus and everything unholy. And I don't mean to say that to make these babies sound bad and nothing. They ain't bad. They just need a little bit more guidance than most. Um, but yeah, this is Calm Days. And uh, you know what? We got some things to talk about. But I want to vibe with y'all. If that's cool, I'm just going to shut up. And I'm going to let this play out a little bit. I like vibing with y'all. Um, but as people come in. Because I'm recording this live. For those of you who are listening to the audio, I'm recording live on Facebook right now. So as people come in, I want to shout them out. So again, like I said, shout out to Diva. Shout out to Wildstyle. Shout out to Jasmine. Um, all my people, what up? But this is Calm Days. I like lo-fi. I feel like it tells a story. So, you know, ride out. Welcome to the nowhere, homie. Alright, so um, we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Um, I want to start on a light note first. I'm going to start on a lighter note first. Um, I feel like that'll be the right thing to do, to start on a lighter note. Um, music is one of my favorite things. I love music. I always have. And um, recently, I feel like there's been some really great music to come out, and I want to share with y'all what I feel like is uh, some of my favorites. One of them is by a group that my homegirl Marquita Smith turned me on to. It's called um, Moonchild. Yo, this group is dope. And like when you listen to it, you think it'd be like this super light skin wavy natural hair groovy chick right nah it's dead ass this pale ass white girl with red hair if like if the wendy's girl could sing that's who it is and that sounds really fucked up i'm not joking though like she looks like the wendy's girl with straight hair and she's got two white boys that play the instruments with her and they make some of the dopest grooves you ever heard in your life she almost reminds me of Nora jones which is like a dope vibe to just kind of like rock out to um, but they got an album out, and I want to make sure I get the album name right so y'all can go looking for that joint. It's called Little Ghost, and I put it on just for like shits and giggles sake. Nah, homie, this album goes. It's better than the first one. 
How the hell they pulled that off? I don't know, but it's better than the first one. Uh, Little Ghost Goes. I like it. It's a no-skip. I wouldn't call it a classic, but it's definitely a no-skip. Like, you can just put it on and just let it ride out. Excuse me. Uh, Tiffany Nicole, what up, mama? She all the way in South Carolina. We miss you up here. Welcome to the Nowhere, mama. Um, Tiffany doesn't know it, but I'm going to get her ass on one of these episodes singing. She too dope. She way too dope. Um, Benny the Butcher. <sighs> Buffalo, New York. Benny the Butcher dropped the album called The Plugs I Met. I really wasn't checking for Benny. One of my co-workers, his name is Theo. Cool ass dude. He loves hip-hop. Like traditional good hip-hop. And he turned me on to Benny in Conway. And man, Pusha T gave Benny the blessing. I don't really need much more than that. I'm going to push a T stand. Oh, God, I am. A nigga might get braids with the beads at the end just because. Okay, maybe not. But you get the point. <laughs> um, but yeah, the plugs I met is good. It's short. I'll tell you that. It's like six or seven tracks, but it's a good listen. Um, Jadena, sweet baby Jesus. I didn't think he was going to be able to beat Bambi. This nigga. He went into exile for a little bit. I'm going to call him the exile because as hot as he was, he shouldn't have just disappeared like that. So, homie, Dick Lynette Washington, welcome to the nowhere, mama. But, um, Jadena, he dipped off the scene for a minute to build himself. And, um, excuse the dings that come in. Um, those are my notifications. Uh, actually, that one was from my Xbox. Um, but uh, Jadena, he went in exile for a little bit to kind of build himself. Almost kind of like on some D'Angelo type shit. But when he came back, he came back with a vengeance. Jadena dropped an album called 85 to Africa. Listen to me. My black was amplified tenfold listening to this album. It was insanely good. Um, I can't pick a favorite. Sufi. Uh, Bruja, I think is what it's called. Um, Susu. Zodi is probably my favorite track of the whole album. But I never play the album without playing um, Worth the Wait first. Like, when that beat finally drops, <clears throat> oh my god. He has a line, which I think is one of the most clever lines an MC has come up with in a very long time. And call me basic, I don't care. But he said, um, Cops was playing the Wheel of Fortune. A cop spin the Wheel of Fortune, but I don't play that. They come round to pat, pat, pat us down, but I don't say Jack. What? That's clever. I don't care who you are. That's a clever line. The way that goes together. And you have to hear the whole song. Um, but from beginning to end, the album is very cohesive. I love it. Um, Sir dropped a new album. Chasing Summer. Listen to me. This man wrote my life. I hate him. I feel like he was snitching. I felt attacked. That boy did it again. I can't think of a certain album I don't like. I can't. And I feel like he's not as well known as he should be. I really do. I really do feel that way. I feel like that boy needs to get more cred out there. Um, and then last but not least, Toby Nguigui. He, um, I don't know I butchered his last name. But Toby dropped a tiny desk. Um, and I didn't check for it. Until I, I saw on my timeline that he had dropped his song, Juice. 
with Paul Wall. Listen to me. Paul Wall came out of nowhere with a baseball bat and smacked everything moving. I love Paul Wall. And his new delivery and flow with everything is so crispy. But um, Toby Nguigui did um, a tiny desk. And it was amazing. It was soulful. It was, had a nice vibe to it. I loved the whole thing. What I loved the most about it, though, was he wasn't about a whole lot of talking. He was about the music. And that he had his wife, Fat, and uh, his baby, which I do not know the name. I don't think they disclosed the name. But he had his baby on stage with him. Here's the real cool part. The baby never cried. Never whined, never made a sound. That means this black man had been speaking so much around his wife and speaking to his child in the womb that the baby was comfortable. And he probably played so much of his music that the baby just uses it as a lullaby. That baby never made a sound. But even more so, I believe it was the peace that the mother, his wife, Fat, had to where that baby was calm the whole time. That's just a beautiful black thing. It's a beautiful black thing. Um, shout out to Brittany Nicole, welcome to the Nowhere Mama Shout out to my little sis Angelica Cox, welcome to the Nowhere Homie um, Again, you're listening to Calm Days, it's on YouTube The Bootleg Boy 2 is the uh, the channel um, And it's just a vibe, I play a lot of lo-fi If you don't like lo-fi, this ain't your station, homie, that's on God's love um, Keisha Maddox, mm. welcome to the Nowhere Welcome to the Nowhere I need the fellas to show up. That niggas too good for the podcast. Sheesh. I feel disrespected. A little bit. <laughs> We're going to hop into these questions. Because I don't want to make this a, a long episode. I just want to touch base with y'all. And I'm going to try to be better about this. Check on me, man. Check on me. If you feel like I ain't dropped an episode in a while, light that fire under my ass. Be like, hey. Hey. What you doing? Alright, first question um, actually comes from the group that I'm in, my man Desmond Williams. This brother posts a lot of good questions. He's a very thoughtful brother. I appreciate him. So, if anybody can get Desmond to listen to this uh, episode, um, or just let him know, I appreciate him, his thoughtfulness, and um, just him as a black man, I appreciate him. Desmond asks, and this is very near and dear to me, he says, how does someone deal with mental health issues, for example, PTSD and depression, and introduce the topic with their significant other or somebody they're getting to know? How would you deal with someone who has it? So this is very close to me um, because in the relationships that I've been in since being aware of my own depression and um emotional instability, my mental health. I've noticed that it's not really an issue that's easy to come to just like bring to somebody. I normally notice that the issue only ever comes up once I've had an episode. And now we have to talk about it because I'm I try my best to hide it. That's my insecurity. I feel like it's a I feel like it's a, a, a scab. Um A scar that I try to hide. Um, as if I'm ashamed of it. So it's not like it's something that it's easy for me to bring to somebody. Um, I can definitely say that I've never really felt comfortable talking about it. 
Dominique, welcome to the nowhere. No, welcome to the nowhere. Armand Rasan, welcome to the nowhere. I can definitely say that I've never really felt comfortable talking about it because I always feel like the other person doesn't know what to say or what they do say they feel like is the right thing, but only by a societal standard. Like, this is what you should say to a person who's emotionally unstable or dealing with depression because we all say it and we all seem to think that we're getting along just fine. We're not all getting along just fine. And that's not a discredit to anybody who does. You just don't know no better. And that's okay. Well, it's not okay, but it's okay because it comes with good intention. I think you know what I mean. Um, Sometimes I feel like the other person feels like it's an excuse. And less of an explanation. A cop-out. And it's not. It's just as real as PTSD or anything else. Like... Depression weighs. And when that depression isn't checked, and if it's not, if there's not a, a space created to where the person feels comfortable with speaking about it, then that turns into arguments, fights, distance, uncomfortabilities, uh, lack of attraction, even. Like when a person doesn't feel like they can be themselves 100% around you, and that is including the bad about them, you're damaging the relationship. Um, but I also do feel like it is on the person who is dealing with it to try to find some way to bring it to the other person. Now, if you try to bring it to the other person for quite some time and it still ain't working, well, then it's on you to leave because that person isn't equipped to handle you in your depression. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. I need people to understand that just because you're not equipped to deal with a person's depression doesn't make you a bad person. You're just not equipped to deal with that person's depression. But you shouldn't stay or try to keep that person because you're keeping them from someone who can. That's selfish. You could be a friend to that person. I just can't date. And that's not a bad thing. But sometimes I feel like those people get left out to dry. And then the person dealing with the depression is like, oh, you can't help me. And they just leave. If the person's teachable, teach them. I'm in a relationship where... It was very difficult for her to help me with my depression because she never really dealt with nobody like this before. And most of the relationship, I kept throwing the weight on her, not realizing I hadn't taught her a damn thing. I kept telling her what I wanted, but never taught her how to do it. And so now we're in this phase where we're trying to build off that. We're trying. We're trying to build off that. The effort has to be there on both ends in order for it to be healthy. It can't be healthy if the weight is only on one, especially if the weight is on the person who has it. They're in their head and trying to teach you at the same time. That shit ain't going to turn out good. It's not. Just as much as it is on the weight of the person dealing with it to teach, it is on the weight of the person being taught to be teachable. And if you cannot be teachable to that plight, to that thought then you need to leave that alone and again that is not a bad thing if anything it is a brave and good thing because you you are recognizing that you cannot help this person and so you're releasing them so that someone else can that makes you a great person the selfish are the people who want to keep that person despite their shortcomings Tamika Payne welcome to the nowhere mama tell your husband I said what up I hope y'all doing well I hope the girls are doing good too um, but yeah, man, I talked about it in past episodes. 
If you don't know what to say, don't say shit. Go do something. Cook, clean, pour up, roll up, take them for a walk. Um, Have that nigga's Xbox or PlayStation on when you get to the crib. Run her a bath or be ready for a heli cuddles. Do something. If you don't know what to say, that's okay. Sometimes we don't know what the fuck to say too. But try to do something. The analogy that I always use is, if you saw me on the street bleeding, are you going to interrogate me as to why I'm bleeding? Are you going to call 911 and get me some help and then figure it out later? Sometimes that person is not in the space to talk about it. But if you can get them comfortable with that pain, even for a little bit, then they might be able to open up. But if you're sitting there grilling and poking or making the energy around them unsettling, no, they don't want to talk to your goofy ass about what's wrong with them. They're not comfortable. I'm not saying this is on par, but it's no different than a person who has dealt with the loss of a person, rape, some kind of trauma. If the person isn't comfortable, then no, they don't want to talk to nobody. So make them comfortable. Make them know that they are still loved and thought of in that moment. And they will open up to you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Let's see. This is uh, Juanetta Jones. Welcome to the Nowhere, Mom. Keisha Townsel. Townsel. Welcome to the Nowhere, Mom. Cheers. Out the salsa drawer because why? It's spicy. This is raining in Osaka, Lo-Fi Hip Hop, the Bootleg Boy Channel 1. Hey man, I hear it busy. Uh, Next question on the docket by Diva Bailey Logan. She asks, what is your favorite thing about being a black man? You know what? I don't think I would have been able to answer this question until today. At work, and where I work is a lot of inner city children huge population of colored boys on any normal day because tempers are so high and behaviors rocking you can hear a black man getting his dad voice on down the hall but not today not a lot not barely even Anthony hey good what's good fellow welcome to the nowhere Today, you saw a lot of black men learning and teaching young black men, young black boys, how to center themselves so that they can better deal with situations. We taught these boys breathing today. Ten deep breaths in the nose, out the mouth. How to hydrate yourself. How to center yourself before you walk back into the classroom door. How to release that anger. Um, one young man today was, oh my God, he was a firecracker. That boy was so mad. And myself, Scotty McFly, Yadin Cole, we circled that boy and we taught him patience, how to release his anger, how to acknowledge his hurt, how to own his wrongs, and how to be better going forward. I watched Yadin deal with one of the most disrespectful young ladies I have met in quite some time. And she's got some trauma that that comes from, I'm sure. Bonnie, what up, mama? What up? Um, And I feel like today he handled her disrespect, her tantrums, and whatever's what have you. 
he handled that beautifully. He handled it beautifully because throughout all her disrespect, he was still calm and he was still speaking to her in an even tone. But at the same time, he held her responsible for her actions. I watched Scotty McFly and the babies because he's the art teacher. I watched Scotty McFly and the babies that he had around him. And I watched that he was patient with them, but he didn't let them get away with no guff. I watched black men be beautiful today. So I it feel I feel some kind of way when I get online and I see all this negative attention about black men. Listen to me. I'm going to need y'all to cut it out with all this generalization of black men. Because the niggas I know, solid than a bitch. I'm talking brick walls around this motherfucker. We solid as fuck, bro. No liquid, no gas. It's all solid around these parts. So I feel like if all you know are ain't shit black men, you might want to fuck around and change your circle. Hey, Shmeech. Um, Aubrey Carr. My homie. Welcome to the nowhere, all the way from the universe known as Dallas, Texas. Um, again, this is Raining in Osaka. You're listening to Elsewhere Radio, episode 7, with your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. I just found out recently that the actor Patrick Stewart, who played Captain Jean-Luc Picard, which my name is played off of, is a 420 enthusiast. That makes me happy on the inside. It does. Um, Because if you didn't know any better, I am a 420 enthusiast. So, there, I said it. Sue me. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the most beautiful thing about being a black man is that even though the odds are stacked against us, even though there's so much negativity surrounding our very existence, um, there's so many of us that choose to not necessarily ignore, but stay persistent in changing the minds of those that are around us who still think this way. And I love that we are persistent. I love that we are strong. I love that we are still growing. Um, I feel like to be a black man is to embody integrity. I feel like a black man's integrity is something that is going to be tested more than anything, more than his courage, more than his love, more than his mind, his integrity will always be tested. I feel like a black man's integrity will always be tested and a black woman's love will always be tested. I truly feel that. I feel like a black man's integrity and how long he can hold out will be will be tested. And I feel like a black woman's love and how long can she keep dishing it out, how deep is her well, will always be tested. Um, I do believe these things. Um, shout out to Savion Burnett. Shout out to Donald Craig. Is that family in the house? What's happening? Oh, thanks for the invite to Terrica's wedding. Shrug. And uh, shout out to Wendy Wink. What up, mama? That was my, my co-pilot. When I couldn't find nobody to ride with me <laughs> to Purdue University so I wouldn't fall asleep at the wheel, which I did twice, um, Wendy was there. And I appreciate you, Wendy. Thank you. But to everybody else... I get it. Everybody can't be available all the time. Y'all thought I was going to be on some bullshit. Ah. Um, <laughs> they was like, oh, here it is, nigga, go. Uh, next question comes from Jaleesa Joseph. This is uh, Courtney Joseph's uh, amped up crazy ass cousin. <laughs> nah, 
not. She the homie. Uh, Jaleesa asked me, what are three things? I, I think what she meant to say, what are three things you would tell your 21-year-old self? Number one. Yes, we need to let go of our arrogance, but no, don't you ever downplay yourself ever again. Nigga, you dope. You are powerful than a bitch. If I had remembered and kept within me just how powerful I am and learned how to use that to my own benefit, I would be much further, much further in life right now than I am. I am okay with my station because this is the station I earned, and I can eat that. But I would be much further than I am if I had not let those seeds of doubt gain root in the ground of my life and then sprout this hate tree I'd be much further along so to my 21 year old self if there's ever a time loop and you get to watch this kill the arrogance but nigga don't you ever kill your shine that's on God's love um, Marquita Smith joined hey, I just talked about you and then you missed the whole compliment I was talking about Moonchild's album and you where were you at where were you at ma'am um Number two, love and love deeply, but do not be afraid to leave if you feel like you're not wanted. There were so many relationships that I stayed in um, that I shouldn't have for the sake of saving face for society or whatever may have you. I should have left. I would have saved the, the, the young lady a lot of heartache. I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. Uh, but I didn't, um, out of fear of what would happen next. So I would tell him, love deeply, but don't be afraid to leave if you have to. Protect you at all costs. Last but not least, given the time that I'm about to walk into, I would say this to my 21-year-old self. Your mama is going to die sooner than what you expect and you're going to have to be okay remember what kind of stock you come from what kind of cloth you cut from and keep that with you and move forward do that and you'll be alright always remember how strong she was she did stage 4 breast cancer for 6 years nigga if that ain't a titan I don't know what the fuck that is and if that's a titan what does that make you remember that shit and move forward I would say that those are three things I would tell my 21-year-old self. Ross Wimmersberger, the man who is making this live feed possible. Ross had a dope-ass Dell laptop, and he worked with me on paying the thing off. Ross, I love you, man. And he's a hell of a chef. Shit you none. I shit you none. That man cook any damn thing, especially bacon's involved. I like bacon. I'm going to have to pull up on Ross one time. <laughs> Again, this is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks, aka Captain Jean Luc on God, reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody anywhere who's listening. Third question, and I believe it is our final question. I don't really see any new ones. I'll go check in here in a second, but um. Third question. 
And this is from Angelica Cox, my little sis. She said, uh, what kind of example are you setting for your future and past self? Y'all deep as shit tonight. Lighten up. Lighten up. Ask my favorite Transformer. Um, I don't know. I tend to try not to think about a lot of the past because ain't shit I can do about it to change it. And I don't really focus too, too much on the future because it doesn't really exist until I get there. <clears throat> and I feel like that's a lot of time wasted focusing on something that don't exist yet. But, in the fair sport of answering the question, I would say the example that I'm setting is an example that I learned tonight. It's hard to be seen when you don't show up. It's hard to be seen when you don't show up. It's hard for someone to understand your value when you don't put in the work. Put in the work. And I think that's the example that I'm trying to prepare my future self for. And I'm trying to grow from within my past self. I would say my present self is the culmination of a past life of being procrastinative although extremely talented and trying to avoid a future life of being known as the dude who is really talented but didn't do shit with it because it got lazy or got discouraged or whatever may have you so show up put in the work if you're going to do it do it and do it right and hopefully you do it well enough that somebody recognizes you and help maybe even pay you yeah To all those who are just listening, if you're looking to find me on social media, it's T-O-N-Y underscore S-T-Y-X-X. It's Tony Sticks. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Follow me so that I may follow you back and share your life's joys, trials, and tribs as well. Kia Ford. I'm so glad you're here, mama. I know you be struggling. I know your days get heavy as shit. But you still here, and I shit you not. I'm glad to see you. I really am. Welcome to the nowhere. I turned 32 October 18th. This would be my third year turning an age without my mother. And man, I miss her a lot. I really do. Next time you see your mama, hug her for me. Give her a kiss on the cheek. And tell her, I know a guy who thinks you're the greatest mom in the world. He would know. He had one himself.
name was Belinda Ann Posley Craig. And she was born March 1st, 1960. I am her second son. But her biggest headache. <laughs> and though I may not look nothing like her, I got some of her ways. I think the best out of those ways were she loved without border or boundary. She just loved. You would have to do some pretty foul shit for my mama to not love you. Man, that woman. says that this year marked six years with my mom, twin, and this month marks my first year without my dad. Kia? It's my hug to you. I hope you receive it well. I meant it. And remember, my hugs are legendary as fuck. I normally charge for that kind of shit. I should show them. <laughs> Small side note, the last season of Supernatural comes out in less than a week, and I don't really know how to fucking feel about that. I don't. I've been riding with these Winchester boys for 15 fucking years, and all of a sudden it comes to an end. What the fuck I'm gonna watch? I ain't like none of you weirdos, walking deads and breaking bads and shit like that. Nah, I watch good television. Supernatural, some of the best damn television I've seen in quite some time. I think my top five television series would probably be Supernatural, Sopranos, Peaky Blinders. Fuck out of here. That show is goddamn legendary. Uh, The Umbrella Academy, and the nigga been waiting on uh, season two. Niggas got, I mean, them hurry to fuck up. Um, no, nah, I take that back. It just got here, but it's a good, it's a good series. Um, Supernatural, Sopranos, Peaky Blinders. I gotta really think about this. Cause I watch a lot of good shows. Marco Polo was good. Marco Polo was good. I have to give it to it. Marco Polo was great. Oh, the originals. <clears throat> Can't do the spinoff because Hope is fucking annoying. But the originals? The shit. Oh, 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 I fuck with the originals. Klaus Michelson? Goddamn mad, man. I fuck with it. Um, speaking of which, so we started American Horror Story Season 8 tonight. Nigga, what? This shit's insane, bro. And supposedly, it's a mesh between Coven and the Horror House. What? I'm not going to tell y'all nothing, and I'm not going to give nothing away. Just know that you will be just as fucking confused as I was first episode. But something's telling me, keep watching. 
way they opened this motherfucker was. watching and it's it feels quick 30 45 minutes of fuck you <laughs> they ran it they hit the gas um she said i've been teetering to get into supernatural actually just never took the plunge if you don't jump your goof ass off this damn cliff get your ass in the back of that and poly just ride it's one hell of a trip it's some really cool shit. The thing I like about Supernatural the most is their take on religion. When they really start getting into like the religious part of the Supernatural world, I love the fact that they try to keep it biblical, but they add a more grittier and realistic element to it. I, I fucking dig it, and I think you will too. It's the shit. And I look forward to being so rich one day that I can literally sit on my ass for two weeks and just watch all 15 fucking seasons front to back um cause that show is fucking awesome sweet baby Jesus I love me some supernatural alright did I get everybody's questions I think I got everybody's questions let me make sure I got everybody's questions I don't want nobody feeling no kind of way about me not getting to their questions all of a sudden, I look up on Facebook, and they talk about that nigga Tony don't like taking questions. Nah, I'll take your question. On God, I will. That's dead ass. Joy Antoinette Kane. Welcome to the Nowhere, Mama. I appreciate you coming through. I swear for God, I do. Um, so, we get into a 42-minute episode, and I ain't gonna keep y'all too much longer. But I end every episode talking about um, mental health awareness. By the way, this is raining in Tokyo. It's a lo-fi hip-hop. Uh, the bootleg boy. One more time. It's on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure you can find it on Spotify, too. And uh, my name is Captain... <coughs> my name is Captain Jean-Luc on God. Your homeboy Tony Sticks reporting live from the nowhere. Somewhere and elsewhere. To anybody anywhere who is listening. Um actually I want to end this episode with one of my favorite lo-fi joints. I normally don't cut the music off like that, but I really want to end this episode with one of my favorite lo-fi joints. Um because it puts me at ease. And sometimes talking about mental health awareness, man, that that kind of get your um get your blood up sometimes. It's a touchy subject for me. I'm gonna let this ride for a second. Y'all know me and this beat. I love the shit out this instrumental. Abeja by Mind Sign and Sophie. God, this beat is the shit. Just, just, just vibe with me for a minute. I'm gonna finish my drink. Y'all vibe with me for a minute.
shit. Hey, this shit goes. I swear to God. All right. So, um, Mental Health Awareness Month is in May, and it's a green ribbon. And I love the color green for it because green um, in the DC comic line through Green Lantern is willpower. And sometimes you need an immense amount of willpower to push past that wall. But in October, it's the 10th day. In October, it's the 10th day. Um, And I will try to do an episode specifically for that day, um, specifically targeting mental health awareness. But um, what I wanted to leave y'all with is... It's okay to not be okay. I realized that a lot of my depression this past week came from me forcing myself to wear a mask I didn't have to wear. I made that choice. And then I reacted to the mask cracking and falling apart as if somebody told me I had to wear it to survive. Nobody told me that shit. Nobody told me that shit. I made myself put that mask on. I didn't even have to. It's okay to not be okay, man. Don't stay not okay for too long now. Don't wallow. Alright, we can visit, but don't have a party. You know, don't start taking your shoes off and getting comfortable. Keep your bag on you. Alright? Don't don't sit your phone down. You're gonna be gone for a while. After a while. Don't don't just, you know, sit there. But it's okay if you're there. And it's okay to not want to leave immediately. But what I'm saying is don't stay if you ain't got to. And I feel like sometimes we do that. I feel like sometimes we stay and we ain't got to leave that place. And find healthy ways to put some space in between the times you show up. I find that uh, physical fitness helps from time to time. Sometimes I get too welped up with anger. Excuse me, and I can't um, work enough to get it off. So throwing weights helps. I would also uh, say that uh, walks help. My neighborhood about four to five minutes around, and uh, I find myself walking it. From time to time, take a nap. Take a nap. I was a couple of days this week where I just said, "F sitting up, I'm gonna lay down." And I look up, and eight hours have passed. But you know what? I don't feel like shit no more. Sometimes you gotta sleep that shit off. Sleep it off. Write it out. You know the first step of dealing with a snake bite is you gotta get the venom out that's what a depression moment is it's getting bit by a snake you gotta get that venom out don't let that shit sit it'll clog you up and take you out ride it out sing it out find your favorite song and sing that bitch to the top of your lungs mine is Daylight by Aesop Rock I only know a few words but I know that hook like the back of my goddamn hand fuck fuck yourself or fuck another or fuck multiple fuck I'm not saying go out here and be nasty and shit but what I'm saying is if you got a consistent dick appointment or fellas if you know she down to just pull up 
sit on it and go on about her business, well then, fuck. Release that energy. Get it out there. It's better if you have somebody that you have a spiritual or mental connection to. But, you know, you don't own the car you rent, but it gets your ass work. Um, Maurice Brookings, my G, out here, digital god, and he won't take none of the credit. I hate that nigga. He cold as fuck on a computer. Images be crispy than a bitch, but he don't ever want to take that shit. Hate that nigga. Old, talented ass niggas. Always light skinned niggas. Um, all jokes aside, time out, all jokes aside. Uh, Maurice, brother, my condolences. My condolences to you and your family, and I. Uh, I am sending positive energy and intent your way. I hope you guys uh, don't have to suffer the loss for long. All right. I just want to say that for me to you, brother. Um, Keisha Maddox says she goes to the gun range. Look, yo, I don't know what it is. I mean, oh, yeah, chicks that shoot guns are sexy and all, but then that mean they got aim. I don't want no smoke. None. Don't shoot me down. Don't shoot me down. Um, find me a chick that bake when she mad. Instead of bullets, I get brownies. <laughs> bite a brownie. Bite a brownie and it's lead in it. And it's a bullet. Your name on it. Um. <laughs> I go what? No, baby, that's just a walnut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm corny and I'm fine with it. Um I find that smoking helps, personally. It doesn't cure it. Imagine it like this. Imagine um everything that's going on in your mind during the state of depression is like a tornado. Smoking turns a tornado into a fall breeze so instead of everything whipping around you and beating shadow you they kind of just float by you and if you want to reach out and grab one you can and if not let that bitch float right on by trust me it's gonna come back around but at least you'll be good and ready by the time it do what i'm saying is we have more control over ourselves when we're depressed than what we give ourselves credit for because it was easy for the depression to rob us of that of that due credit take that back take it back it doesn't have to belong to it it can be yours take that power back find a way to um center yourself find a way to Make peace with the hurt. Find a way to make peace with the demons. Find a way to heal forward. I like that. Find a way to heal forward. Because if you're not trying to heal forward, then what are you doing? Except for being stationary in an emotion that hurts. Depression hurts. That shit hurts. 
there's nothing fun or friendly about that shit. People be talking about folk who have depression like we vacation here. No, bitch. I didn't plan this trip. They lost my ticket or we got an extended ass layover. But the moment you have an opportunity to leave, head for the fucking door. Don't be scared. Trust me, whatever the fuck is on the other side of that door ain't got shit on where the fuck you are now. Leave. At least I would hope not. Leave. And again, find responsible and healthy ways to put some space in between that shit. Okay? Put some space in between you and that place. Because you don't deserve that. You better than that. I got too much love for you to let you stay in that. You feel me? Um... Facebook to make sure I ain't got no more questions. I don't want to leave nobody hanging, you feel me? Um, but we definitely about to wrap this episode up. I done had y'all here for too long. And I think that's kind of tight. Y'all ain't told me shut the fuck up yet or nothing. Y'all tight? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all tight for that. I really do love y'all, man. I really do. No, I, I ain't just saying that because I'm on live. I'm not just saying that because I'm recording. You can actually listen to any recording and you hear me say that. I love y'all in real life. I really, really do. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are needed. You are necessary. You are all beautiful things. You are what you say you are, so speak beautifully. That's a quote from Sasha Relaine Easley. You are what you say you are, so speak beautifully. And I think the world of you. I do. I really, really do. Some of y'all don't like my black ass. That's fine. Um, I annoy some of y'all. That's fine, too. Sorry, I'm just watching this clock. Weird out on me real quick. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Um, no, but in real life, I love y'all. I really, really do. Um, I appreciate y'all for the ones that bring me lessons and the ones that bring me love. I appreciate all of y'all. I really, really do. And I need y'all to know that. Sometimes I feel like we don't know how loved and appreciated we are. I love and appreciate you. And I'm going to keep loving on you, whether you like it or not. The fuck? The fuck you thought this was? A hate session? Nah, homie, you gonna get all these positive vibes. God. <laughs> I look forward to talking to y'all next week. I really do. Um, if you want a topic talked about, send it my way. You got questions? Hit me. I will always respond back. This has been Elsewhere Radio Episode 7. Titled, Live from the Bathroom. I've got some shit to say. With your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. Reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody, anywhere that may be listening. And, um, man, I look forward to hearing from y'all. I really do. Peace.